This is episode one of season four of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we will share our New Year's resolutions and running goals. Hi, I'm Sue. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this is season four of Runner Girls. Three women brought together by a love of running. Yes, and that's it because Katie decided we're ready for season four. Yes. <laughs> Episode 85 was getting up there and, you know, just a little bit of change of pace and, and different goals and measures for me this year. So good time to change. So you're specifically changing your running focus? Yes. Okay. I'm interested to hear about that and your new training plan that I saw. You recently switched your training plan. So we will talk more about that soon. But first, how were the holidays, Katie? They were great. I got to go home to Kentucky for the holidays and spend lots of time with family. The weather was actually really, really good this year. It was 75 degrees on Christmas in Kentucky. I think it was like 81 down here in South Carolina on Christmas. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. It's so warm all the way around. And it was warm up until the point, like just maybe the day after New Year's when I was driving back, then it finally started to cool down. Mm. But Definitely not any chance of a white Christmas. Definitely no snow the entire time I was up there. Just a nice, relaxing week to try to prepare me for, well, actually it was two weeks off, to try to prepare me for uh, coming back to work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it, it was a just full throttle kind of week that I had this past week. We're at the end of the semester So I've got one more week with this group of kids, and then I start fresh, brand new group, 90 more kids until the end of the year. Wow. That's a lot of kids. It is. Yeah. I've got approximately 180 every year, 90 a semester. Yeah. And how was your New Year's? Did you go to any crazy parties? crazy party was at the Mead Casa with my mom and dad and my <laughs> sister and her husband and my brother. It, that's usually what we do. We'll fix like a big spread and we all kind of hang around and drink a lot and, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know, switch the different things on TV. One thing that we've started doing for about the past two or three years is watching Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's oh, Christmas Vacation. And we play the drinking game with Christmas vacation. It's hilarious. It's so much fun. And nobody gets more into it than my mom. She's like all about it. So that, you know, we just really have a good time. And some people might be like, oh, how boring. But I'm telling you, sounds pretty good. Where it's at. Yeah. (laughs) And you don't have to go out anywhere. Don't have to spend a whole lot of money. Sign me up. Yeah. I love that movie. What is the drinking game? Oh, gosh. If you go online and just type in, like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Drinking Game, you'll get probably, like, four or five different versions. Uh But anytime, like, she calls Clark Sparky or anytime they talk about the Christmas tree, anytime, um, yeah, you know, anything like that, there's certain points of the movie where you're supposed to take a drink. So, of course, only of age listeners yeah, of course. <laughs> should participate, but it but it's fun and just, you know, something to do for the holidays to kind of relax and all the hustle bustle and stress that sometimes comes along with it. It's fun. That's great. That sounds like a really nice time. I want to yeah. come over to your house for Christmas and hey, come on. <laughs> so, how about you, Megan? How was your Christmas and your New Year's and your Thanksgiving? Good. We didn't talk about Thanksgiving either, did we? 
I don't know. I don't think we did. They were mm. all good. I didn't travel this year. I got to stay home because all my family is here. Nice. Well, I'm where all my family is. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> and so it was really nice. We ran the race again New Year's Eve in a balmy 48 degrees. Nice. Almost over double what we ran it in the year before, temperature-wise, because it was only 20 when we ran it the first time. Right. So that was a nice change. And Christmas was spent with family. I found out my sister is pregnant. Yay. So there'll be a new baby in September. Labor Day baby. He's it, I guess. That's what we call them at this stage. The baby (laughs) is due September 2nd. Awesome. Well, yeah, congratulations for your sister. Yeah, it's exciting. All the adults are super excited. They're like, more grandbabies. Yay. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I'm just like, have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you spend enough time with kids. I'm sure you're you're over it, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, and they know by now the first, they finally stopped asking me, (laughs) like expecting it. So. Oh, when you're going to have some? No, no, I'm not. They wanted me to because they want grandkids and they finally kind of realized that that wasn't going to (laughs) happen. Well, you never know. They could surprise you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So um, my holidays are pretty good. We had Thanksgiving at where? Jeff's, Jeff's parents' house, I think. I don't. Why do I not remember Thanksgiving? It seems so long ago now. Um, I'm sure that I ate some turkey somewhere. And then Christmas, we had my family over for Christmas Eve, which was great. We did a secret Santa thing, which is awesome because totally saves on all the Christmas present shopping craziness. And then on Christmas Day, we went up to Jeff's parents' house and we also did secret Santa with them, which was fun as well. And I got new running shoes. Yay. Another pair of Nike Freeze, so I have like seven now. (laughs) And um, after Christmas, Jeff proposed to me. (laughs) Yay! Yay! That was cool. And then, um, let's see, New Year's Day, we got married. So that that was my big exciting holiday news. But yeah, we decided, we just decided to elope and um, not have to deal with the whole wedding thing. And uh, we got married on New Year's Day because it's our special anniversary. We first got together on New Year's Eve when he kissed me at midnight. And uh, so it's a very special day and it's a great anniversary to have. Oh, that's awesome. I know as soon as I saw your all's pictures up there, what the first one I think was after he had proposed because you had your hand up. And I was like, is that what I think it is? And I'm trying to like stalk the comments to see what everybody was saying. And then, of course, when you guys posted the lovely picture of you guys outside getting married on New Year's Day, I was just like, oh, so happy for you, Sue. And you know what's really cool is Brie married us. I saw her in the picture. I was like, that's Brie. Yeah. She apparently she's ordained. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, she told me that one time, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to remember that. So when we decided we were going to get married, I was like, hey, are you free on New Year's? (laughs) So that was really, really cool. It was very special. That's my big exciting news. And look at this. We are in season four of Runner Girls. It's a brand new year. I am so excited for this year. We have a new podcast sponsor. We have a brand new season of all new shows. And 
guess what? 2016, the Olympics are coming back this summer. I'm so excited. (laughs) Holy cow. That's... Yeah. When we first started the podcast, we talked about Olympics. Yep. That was 2012. Yep. We're going into our fourth year, (laughs) y'all. All right. Let's all virtually high five each other. Yay. Yay. All right. Now let's talk about running. All right. Have you guys been running over the holidays? Yes. All right, Megan, what have you been doing? Well, I did the Runner's World run streak. I did 26 days. Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. And I only stopped because I had a tooth pulled, and they were very adamant that I was not allowed to raise my heart rate because my blood clot and the hole would pump out and I'd have a dry socket. (laughs) Okay. Short version, it would hurt a lot. No physical activity, it will hurt. If it so, helps at all, I I did the Runner's World Run streak, and I think I made it four days, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. so I was I was really proud about yeah. that because it's my longest run streak, and I kept running. I will admit it was very much helped by the fact that uh, winter didn't really come to North Carolina until this week because it was in the fifties for a lot of December, mm-hmm. which is not really winter. And that feels weird saying that, (laughs) but in Florida, it was still in the mid eighties. So, you know, it was warm enough to run, but not cold. Yeah. You know, we didn't get snow here until like, I want to say like a couple days before New Year's. And that's, that's unheard of for New England. Like last year, I think we had snow by Thanksgiving and the year before we had snow like Halloween. This is crazy. (laughs) It's so warm. We still haven't had snow. We spent a lot of the past couple weeks with tons of rain, thunderstorms. Yeah. And apparently there's some old wives tale. If it thunderstorms in winter within 10 days, you'll have snow. Yeah. Well, that's not true. (laughs) Because we would have had snow three times by now. Old wives say a lot of dumb crap. Just so you know. <laughs> That's what I'm finding out. Everybody up here was all excited about it, and I'd never heard it before coming from Florida. And I've run twice since the new year, our race at midnight, and then I ran a week ago. Didn't you do a turkey trot, too? Yes, I, ran, I did the turkey trot, which went well, and I did a reindeer run with Marshall. Both of those were with him, and so was the New Year's race. We're now less than a month out from the Krispy Kreme challenge. And how's the training going? It's not. Marshall <laughs> pulled a me. No way. I know. <laughs> so, but I did talk him into running at least five miles once before the race. You know, if he doesn't want to do it, I will totally do it. I'm tempted to do it for him <laughs> at this point, but they'd probably yell at me. I think he's just going into it to have fun now. Well, as long as he, he goes and has fun and eats some donuts and gets to run, sounds sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where we are with the Krispy Kreme challenge. Mm-hmm. But I have taken the past week off and I will take at least the next couple of days off again because, well, y'all remember when I had the pain in my leg back this fall? Yeah. When we in did my left um, Holden Beach, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, now that same exact pain is in the other leg. Oh, no. So I don't know if it's a adjusting to the hills thing, like an 
ankle mobility thing from just running. I don't know what it is, but it's in the other leg. Is it still in the first leg? No. Okay, so that's good. So whatever mm-hmm. it is is nothing serious, and it's temporary. Yeah, and I just I took a lot of time off between Holden Beach and when I ran my half. Mm-hmm. I think I only ran two times between those weeks. It was about four. And so that's what I'm doing now. Okay. Just taking time off, letting it heal, being smart. That's awesome. I'm actually doing the same thing right now. And I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, do you have a spring race coming up that you are expecting to be training for sometime or not nope. yet? Okay. No, because, well, I'll get into this later, but I have a big fall race planned. Nice. I do kind of, I'm looking at a 10 mile race at the end of April, but it's a 10 mile race. So it's a little bit, I'm not sure how to train for a 10 mile race other than train for a half and only run 10 miles of it. Have you ruled out doing Kentucky Derby in April? I have not. That hasn't been ruled out at all. Okay. So that's a possibility too. But if Katie and I do it together, then it'll be different anyway. Yeah. It'll just be more running. I may or may not be doing the half. I'm going to do either the half or the full. I just, I need to commit. (laughs) But yeah, that would, that would be cool. Because then we get to have another meetup soon. Yep. Awesome. So good that you're taking it easy. And congratulations on all of your running. Like, it was so cool to see, like, you getting out there and running every day when I wasn't running. And I feel like every time you have a running streak, I'm not running. And it's frustrating because I kind of want to compete with you. (laughs) You know? I got into some fast miles there for me. Did you? Um, My new mile PR is 920. Nice. nice. I'm not counting that 858 that was on that track that I didn't know how to measure. Right, because you weren't exactly sure of the distance. Yeah, and I've never come close to an 858 since then. Right. So I'm kind of not sure of the accuracy of that, especially because I got it in 2012 is when that 858 was, right. right when I first started running. So, And it's not even officially anywhere anyway. So we're not counting it. So my new mile PR right now is 920. I'm super happy for you. I'm super proud of you. And I bet once you are past this leg thing and you're out there running again regularly, like, I'm just super happy to see where you go from it. So awesome job, Megan. Yay. Yay. So Katie, how about you? You've had some races over the holiday season as well, haven't you? I did. Yeah. I had the turkey trot back home with my sister. I think this was the fourth or fifth year that we've done that one so that was a lot of fun we didn't take any of the dogs this year just because we we've learned in the past that we usually get there really close to start time and with the addition of the four-legged ones it just makes it a little more stressful so just she and I went this year um her husband CJ came for support he runs every morning but we cannot talk him into doing a race with us so he's just there for moral support and kind of like the the parker of the car um but it was really fun though again the weather was great nice warm temperate morning and get the miles in before you gorge yourself with the family dinner mm-hmm. and then I did the Conway reindeer run this year I ran that with the two girls from work that I had previously run a race with and mentioned on the show and that show and race, race recap was actually in our hotline show that you put out over break 
I'd called in to kind of share with that because that one felt really good. It was a little cooler that morning, so it was a little tougher on me to breathe. And and actually, one of the other girls that I ran with, she was having the same problem. She came in second place in that race, so she blamed her exercise-induced asthma in second place. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, But good race overall. And then from the time of the reindeer run up until... Two days ago, I took a nice long break. While I was off of work, home, away from here, I got all of my ornament orders done. I mean, I was just go, 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 go until that last day of work because that was when I had decided I'll get my last order out. I'll just be done. And I gave myself those two weeks to totally decompress, recharge, and relax. It was so needed because, like I said, those last few weeks of work with school and the Etsy shop and just time travel constraints. I was, I was stressed. So I, uh, I took the time completely off and got back down here, got back to work and then had to go right back out of town for a work conference. And I had set up my training plan to get me ready for my spring races actually before I left Kentucky. So I knew what day I was coming back. I knew what day my run and training plan started, and that was on Saturday. So I I did three miles on Saturday. It was supposed to be under like 17th, just a really slow jog, you know, just kind of working your way back into Mm -hmm. it because this is a 15-week training plan. And, um, of course, I, I had no problem doing that. I did really slow. In fact, I, I've been good at updating my daily mile so far. So if you want to see the details, you can check it out there. But I did uh, a run one mile, walk one mile, run one mile, and still had like a 1424 pace on average. And then today I did four and a half miles and did quarter mile intervals. So ran for a quarter mile, walked for a quarter mile, ran for a quarter mile, walked for a quarter mile. And both runs I felt really great. I mean, it's good to get back out there. I'm just enjoying it. I'm not so much focused on running hard right now. It's just kind of building myself back up. That's what I like about this plan. You can put in your goal date or race goal date, and then you can also put in a time goal if you have a time goal in mind for that particular race. And it works out all of the magic numbers for you, tells you kind of your pace targets for each run, where you want to be at, and um, you can even pick or change certain days within the plan. So if you want to start on a certain day, if you want your long runs on a certain day, it's really good. And I'll talk about it when I get into recommends too, because it's, it's super easy for everyone to use. If this sounds like something that would be convenient for you. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear what this new training plan is and where, and where you got it from. Um, so you're, this is for run the bluegrass. That's your first half marathon coming up. Right. Definitely. That's the first one that I'm going to be racing. I'm looking at maybe possibly doing the Myrtle Beach half marathon during Myrtle Beach marathon weekend. I would not really have a time goal in mind for that. It would just be to get out there and get the miles in. And I've never done that one. It's crazy. I live here and we have two half marathons a year, actually one marathon with a half marathon. And then the Myrtle Beach mini weekend is in October. I've never done either one of those races. And now that they've moved Myrtle Beach marathon weekend from February to March, because the weather is always so 
awful in February. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe I can give that one a go in March. Um, and of course, some 5Ks kind of sprinkled between. But April 2nd, run the bluegrass. I'm coming for you. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. That's awesome. And, you know, I'll be interested if you do run the Myrtle Beach half marathon, you know, to hear your race recap, because I know you haven't run that one before. And I was wondering why, because you do like all the half marathons around. Yeah, well, it's because that one's always been Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, Every year, it's February 14th or around there. And you always got a hot date. Oh, yeah, that's that's me. Uh, no, it's the weather. It's always awful. And yeah. when I'm talking awful, I'm talking like one year it was canceled because we had a foot of snow at the beach or an ice storm or flooding, like whatever <laughs> awful weather is going to come through the beach that year. It happens that weekend. Huh. So I've never wanted to spend the money on the race because I knew the weather is just so horrible at that time, that weekend, every year. So they finally got got it together as far as the race director and the planning committee and said, maybe we'll change it this year. <laughs> So they did. They moved it to March, and and hopefully with moving it brings better weather. And so how are you feeling overall right now about running? Like, you're feeling good? You're ready to do it? Yes. Totally ready to do it. I mean, I've tried to look at this with a totally fresh perspective. Enjoy my time out there. You know, over the past year, maybe year and a half, I just feel like, I've been struggling so much with time as I've kind of taken on more responsibilities with work and more travel, not only with work, but in my personal life. And, you know, I just want to get back to it. The fastest times I've been able to run, aside from my PR at the Kentucky Derby last year, no, year before last, it was before I really started focusing on setting the time goal, reaching the time goal, making myself go out there and run. And I want to just kind of get back to that origin of the love of running that I had at the beginning. So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking my time. I'm enjoying the moments I have out there with my running shoes and my music and the scenery and, and just trying to keep that in the forefront of my mind when I'm, when I'm running. That's great. That's yeah. awesome, Katie. I'm so glad to hear that. Thanks. All right. Brand new year, brand new training, brand new races. Well, a lot of the same races, but some new races. (laughs) Some new races, new perspectives. New perspectives. I love that. And actually, that's going to come in. Oh, we're doing a lot of foreshadowing here, but I'm going to be talking about perspective later. Yeah, teasers. That's cool. So um, I kind of don't know where to start. A lot's happened since we last talked running-wise for me. I've done a bunch of races and um, a bunch of running. In November, I was running, um, well, one week I ran like 24 miles. And then a couple weeks I was running in the 30s for miles. Because that's what I wanted to do to maintain my all this fitness I had gained. All of this great fitness that I gained from the marathon. So I wanted to keep that and not lose it. So I wanted to try to keep up but I've been having these little issues nothing major just little issues after those first few weeks I was thinking oh gosh you know I'm having these issues and I want to train for a spring marathon so maybe I should back off now so I would run for a few days and then I would take like three days off and then I run for a few more days and then I would take like four days off and then I take like five days off <laughs> so I actually I've been I haven't run in like two weeks now but 
I'm jumping ahead because um, I've also been doing races. So back in November, I ran the Santa Hustle Half Marathon. And this I ran, let's see, it was, I want to say like November 22nd. So this was a good month after my marathon. And the longest run I had done since the marathon was like eight miles. So I was like, I have no idea what I can do for a half right now. I just, I knew I could do the distance, but I didn't know. I didn't want to pressure myself time-wise because I, I didn't know. I just didn't know. I didn't know what I could do. So I didn't wear my watch, which is crazy because normally I wear like two of them. <laughs> didn't wear any watch. There was corrals at this race, which is great. It was a Christmas themed. I dressed up like an elf. It was awesome. I started at the back of the 10-minute runners and at the front of the 11-minute runners because I was running about a 10.30 average for easy runs. So I was like, all right, I'll start in there. 10.30 sounds good. And I figured I'll just check the clocks around, along the course so I know if I'm going too fast. So if I see if I like go through the first mile in nine minutes, I'm like, whoa, I got to slow down. There weren't any clocks along the course <laughs> and I didn't have any watch. So I just kind of ran on effort and it was amazing. <laughs> I ran the half marathon in two hours two minutes and 20 seconds. So a five minute PR from my last half in September. And I still can't quite believe that time. Um, I know the distance is right on that one. So that was awesome. I realized that I have to talk because I, you can't see me like shaking my head in disbelief <laughs> right now. That's so awesome. And when I saw you put that up there, I was just like, you are so amazing. Like, when are you going to slow down? Not that I want you to. It's just every time you go out, you like blow your PR yeah. out of the water. So good job, Sue. Yeah, that that's what's been really great about this year coming back from injury is like every race was like faster than the one before, which is awesome. But I mean, that can't continue forever for sure. No, but I, I'm still shocked by that time because when I ran Smutty Nose Rock Fest in 207 and shocked myself with that one, I was like, all right, well, next year I'll do, I'll break two hours, maybe. Like, maybe two hours. Like, that was like the big goal for me for next year. And then to go out and run this one and be at 202, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it was, it, uh, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm still processing that. So after that half marathon, I, um, I, I wanted to see like, okay, well, clearly I'm faster. Like my endurance is really great. So I wanted to test myself to see how my speed was. So I ran out and did a um, magic mile on the track and timed it and ran that in 7.46. I just wanted to get down to eight minutes, like just under eight. I just wanted a 7.59. And then to get to 7.46 was awesome. And then after that was uh, December. So I didn't do a ton of running in December. After I saw my mile time and my half marathon time, I really was itching to do another 5K because my last 5K was at the very beginning of September and I knew I'd gained so much since then. And that was like 20, I want to say 27.58. So at this point I was like, all right, well, I was in the 27 minute range. I wanted to see how close I could get to 26. So I ran the Seaside Santa Dash 5K in Newburyport, Massachusetts, dressed up in Santa costume. <laughs> and I finished that in 2613 and was super conflicted about that because I knew I, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a PR. 
it's a super fast 5k time for me, but I knew I didn't run it well. I ran the first mile way too fast because as I just said, my, my fastest mile ever was 746. I ran the first mile of this 5k in eight minutes. So clearly way too fast. It wasn't sustainable. So at, after the race, I was like, well, I need to see what I can do if I pace myself better. So the next weekend I went and I ran another race by the same company also Seaside Santa Dash 5K. And this one was in um, Kennebunkport, Maine. And this one, I decided I was going to pace myself better. I started out much more conservatively and went through the first mile in like 8.30, something like that, maybe 8.25. So I was closer to where I knew I should should be. And I was like, all right, I'll gradually pick it up throughout the race. So that's what I did. And at the end, I was pushing really hard. And I was really surprised when I got to the finish line because the clock had a 24 on it. <laughs> and so I crossed the finish line and in 24:45, but I don't count that because my watch measured it as 2.97 miles and then I even I had to map it out online because I'm like there's no way. There's no way I just ran a 5k under 25 minutes. I didn't. Um and it, the course was short. It was 2.97 when I met when I mapped it out online. So there was no way it could have been any longer than that because it was a loop and I, and I mapped it out. So, so that I, don't, I can't count, but I know the, the cool thing is that the pace that I ran at that race, according to my watch for the actual distance that I run, had it been actual 5K distance, would have put me under 26 minutes. It would have put me in the uh, high 25. So like that, just that, <laughs> like the, the fact that I'm talking about any of these 20 numbers <laughs> is still like... I'm still processing, but I have very, very high hopes for 2016 now if I'm like continuing to train for marathons and put in a ton of miles. So since that race, I've been taking it really easy on myself. As I said, I've been taking lots of days off and I haven't run the last two weeks. My spring marathon, I would like to be Kentucky Derby just because the way you described it, Katie, like I just... I wanted to be there and experience that. So that's what I would really love for my next marathon to be. So that would put me at starting my training two weeks ago. (laughs) And I think because I was still having, I was having issues in my legs and it wasn't anything serious. It just wasn't going away. So I figured just rest completely until I was sure that I was fine and then see where I can start with my training. So right now, I'm not feeling any sort of pain in any spot at all. I'm still being very cautious. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start at week three of my marathon training plan of Hanson's. I'm going to go with Hanson's beginner plan again, just because I know I can't start with the advanced plan right now with where I'm at having not been running. (laughs) So I'm going to start with Hanson's beginner plan week three, which I know I can do. And see how that starts. My first run of the training will be on Tuesday and I'm, I'm feeling good about it. And, you know, if, if the next few weeks go well and everything feels good, then I'll probably commit to Kentucky Derby. And if not, then maybe I will, um, wait until May and run Maine coast and maybe do the half at Kentucky. So either way, I I plan to be there and and to run the race because I just, I want to, and I want to see you girls again. That'd be fun. Yeah. So that was my uh, running over the holidays. It's uh, I don't I don't know how to talk about it because I I don't 
my br- my brain can't handle it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're like short circuiting right now, Sue. Yeah. So are you girls ready to move along to our New Year's resolutions? Sure. This episode of Runner Girls Podcast is sponsored by Jabra. We are all currently using the Jabra Pulse headphones, which are designed for running and have a built-in heart rate monitor. Listeners to the show know I've tried several different pairs of Bluetooth headphones now. I've gone through LG Tone headset. I had a Motorola headset. Um, My most recent Bluetooth headset was the Plantronics Backbeat Fit, which I really enjoyed. And now using the Jabra Pulse earbuds, one thing that I really appreciate that none of those headphones had is the built-in heart rate monitor. This is really cool because got ready for my run. My headphones are synced up. I put my watch on. There was my heartbeat on my watch. I didn't have to do a thing. Um, I'm using the TomTom Multisport watch because I got it for triathlon training and I really love it for running because of all the data that it gives me. And it just showed my heartbeat right there while I was running and I didn't have to do a single thing. And I thought that was so cool. And no other headphone that I had has done that. So uh, I thought that was really neat. Girls, what did you think of your headphones? Well, one of the things that I loved about them is the ability to customize the fit. You know, I've struggled a long time because I have different ear piercings and things like that with earbuds that want to stay in my ear. And I have not had a problem since using the Jabra Pulse. They come with different sizes that sit in your ear, different ear wings that actually help secure the bud in your ear. And it's great. You know, all the different sizes, there's a fit out there for everybody. These will not come loose during your run. Yeah, you know, you usually get with earbuds, you get different size buds that you can switch out. But the earwings are really cool. I've never used those before. They kind of like fit into the shape of your outer ear. And it just kind of locks in place there, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I love them because I am a neck head sweater. And <laughs> okay. That sounds so weird, but it's true. That's where I sweat the most from. And I haven't had any issues with sweat causing problems or the weather, like rain hasn't caused any problems, and they've been fine for me. And you're on an Android phone, right? You're on a Galaxy? Yes, and it's super easy to connect. I just use my Bluetooth and turn it on, and they're connected. Yeah, same here. I'm on the Galaxy, too. And Katie, you're on iPhones? I'm on an iPhone, so it covers all your bases. And two, it connects through a different Bluetooth channel. So if you're using another Bluetooth device like a Fitbit, no problems. Both can stay connected to your phone during the workout. Awesome. I've been loving running with the Jabra Pulse. If anybody else would like more information on the Jabra Pulse, we will have a link in our website. You can go there and find out more about the Jabra Pulse earbuds. So this week we are talking about our New Year's resolutions slash running goals for 2016. Megan, would you like to start first? Because you have a pretty big goal for this year. I do. My number one goal for 2016 is to run my first marathon. Awesome. Because it's 26 miles and I turned 26 and I think it's time. And so I'm still in that phase where I'm terrified by it but I kind of think of that like cheesy quote you see all over Pinterest 
if your goals don't scare you, they're not big enough. Mm-hmm. And then so, well, I'm running a marathon that yeah. I haven't registered for yet because I'm still too scared to do that, but I'm going to run it. So do you have a goal marathon picked out then? I do, and I actually posted in an online group debating on which goal marathon to do because there was one um, Baltimore Running Festival does one at the same time that uh, my local one does. And I was like, do I want to travel for my first one? I mean, it's Baltimore. It's nice. I don't know what I want to do. And I kind of finally chose that I would feel much more comfortable for my first marathon staying home. So the half that I PR'd at in October that was so hilly I thought I was going to die, they added on a marathon for this year. And this is where my issue came in because it's the first time ever that they're doing a marathon. But they've successfully been doing a half for the past 15 years. Is it the same course? Part of it's the same course. I think we run with like the half runners for about 12 miles and then we split off from them. So it's going to be a hilly marathon early in the race. Yes. Yes, But the other one I was looking at Baltimore was going to be just as hilly. Okay. And really I would have had to, um, there is a flat North Carolina marathon, but they're all in the spring. Right. And I would have had to travel still. So this is the only marathon within an hour of me. Right. At all. Because the next closest marathon was in the spring, an hour and a half away. You enjoyed the half when you ran it? I did. It was really well run, and it was really pretty, and it's a great time of year. And I think part of it was I didn't do enough running on hills. So I've already figured out that a lot of my runs will be in that area because it's a little bit hillier, Mm -hmm. especially my longer runs, just to get more used to it. So, yeah. Awesome. Still scary. Oh, it's called the Cannonball Marathon and Half Marathon. That's great. And are you still going to enter the lottery for New York? Yes, I still am. <laughs> of course so you are. That's, yeah, that's the other thing is, um, one, because I highly doubt I'll get into it. Right. I mean, the chances of getting into it this year are so minimal. Yeah. But I do know that they have a thing apparently where the more times you enter... Like, if you continually enter and don't get in, you're eventually bound to get in? I thought that they discontinued that. Okay, see, Sue, now you're crushing my hopes and dreams. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean you can't get in at some point. But I think I definitely think you should try because I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and never say never. The first time my sister applied for the lottery, she got in. So you never know. Yeah, it's true. Yes, yeah, so I am still going for New York. The time doesn't work out as well, but it's the New York City Marathon. So yeah. who cares? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So what are your other uh, resolutions, running goals? I do have a distance running goal for this year, but I kept it uh, ridiculously conservative at um, running 650 miles for the year. And I say ridiculously conservative because if I just train my 18 weeks for my marathon, I'll run 435. Right. It's like 12 miles a week. Yeah. Which is also pretty conservative because if I run three times, four times a week, I'm hitting that. 
Right, but for an entire year. Yeah, which really is, uh, I could have changed that to be more consistent, but that wasn't specific enough for me. Right, yeah. So you're, you're giving the consistency goal a specific amount. Yes. So you can quantify it. <laughs> yes, because if I would have just said be more consistent, that's not enough for my brain. Okay. And that ties in um, volunteering at more races is one of my other big goals for this year. And I've already signed up to volunteer for two. One is a mud run 5K Memorial Day weekend. And that's kind of because I saw the price on it. I was like, ooh, that looks like fun. And I saw the price on it and I was like, ooh, that's not as fun. And then I found out where they have a thing where you can volunteer in the morning and run that afternoon. I was like, okay, oh. hey, that sounds good. That'd be cool. Yeah, so that's uh, one of the things I'm doing. And also race 13.1 that I ran. I was trying to be a pacer, but all their pacer slots were already filled. Mm -hmm. uh, so I volunteered to be like a course person in May for a half marathon. So like um, giving support along the route? Yep. Nice. And then I'm still kind of itching for the sub 30 5K. And so that's one of my goals this year, which if I actually consistently train, I should be able to hit if I can, especially because I know I can run a 920 mile. Yeah. There's no reason why I can't run a sub 35K. I just got to run more faster and train. Mm. I think just, just running more will help a lot. Mm -hmm. That's really it, which kind of ties on into the marathon goal. So it'll probably be sometime in September. I'll push for that one. Mm -hmm. It'll be warm, but it'll be right towards the end of marathon training. So I'll have all that benefit. Or it'll be the end of October right after the marathon. So we'll see how I haven't. You guys have like your races for the year planned out. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky much. to have like anything before May. I'm like, oh, here's a race that kind of looks good. I'm not going to register for it though yet. So we'll <laughs> see. And then my last goal is to go to the gym a hundred times this year. Wow. Which really means cross training. Yeah. And that averages out to about twice a week. It's doable. Yeah, that's doable. That's why I, again, I had to have the number because I could have just put cross train. Okay. I cross trained once. I'm at my goal. Do you have a, you have like a calendar where you can mark off your hundred days I do. I actually went into Word and made like a table numbered one through a hundred so I could <laughs> color in the squares so I could see it. <laughs> I did that in my planner. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> so that's my, um, one of the things I'm doing. And it's really just because I know some of my issues like I'm having with my legs is probably because I don't cross train at all and I don't stretch like I should. So that's where, and I know it benefits me as a runner. Mm -hmm some of the back pain I have during my half marathons, I want to help that. So that's where I am for this year. Well, that's great. It sounds like you have a really well thought out plan of what you want to do. And I'm excited for you. It's great. I'm super excited too. I feel the best about running that I have this year. I hit my highest year running ever last year yeah at 271 miles awesome and so that was one of my goals 
that's kind of what inspired the 650 because I was like, I ran 270 miles in six months. And that's not even running consistently, really, for those six months. Right, because you didn't run a lot early in the year. 20 miles from January to June. Right. 20 miles in six months. Yeah, I actually didn't run. I didn't run January through March, so all of my miles came the last nine months of the year as well. So that I think I, that fact factored into my mileage goal for this year. Yeah, because I know I can easily run 650 if I'm consistently running. Right. And I will be. So Awesome. Yay. Yay. So, Katie, what are your resolutions or running goals for 2016? All right. So my kind of short list here for 2016 is, first of all, I want to continue to squeeze in at least one race a month. The very first year we did this podcast, that was something that I had kind of made as a goal for myself. Mm-hmm. And again, that was back when I was running pretty decent times for me and it was without the stress and the hassle. And I just want to look at getting out there and doing something that I enjoy once a month. One thing that's changing this year when compared to years past is I'd like to do more half marathons than 5Ks. Now, squeezing those in every month, of course, that's where your 5Ks filter in because I have more 5Ks in a closer distance, you know, closer area to me. So those will still be in there. But I really, really do enjoy the half marathon distance. It's long enough to be a challenge, yet I don't want to die when I cross the finish line. For the most part. I mean, there, of course, are those few races where you just have a bad day or whatever. But, again, I I don't know how many times I've said it. When I cross that finish line, one thought that always comes into my brain is if this was literally the halfway point, no way. I'd be miserable. So I'm I'm still not ready for any kind of marathon. Good luck to both you ladies. You know, again, maybe way down the road for me, but but not anytime soon. One of the other running goals that I have is to finally get under three hours at Run the Bluegrass, the hilly course that kicks my butt every year. I just want to get like 259 and 59 seconds. I don't care. I just want to break (laughs) that three hour mark at Run the Bluegrass. The very first year I did it, I think it was like 308 and something. I'd have to go back and look. This will be the fourth year I run this race. The second year it was like 301. And then Mm -hmm. last year it was freezing cold and it was like 315. But I'm right there. I'm right there. And I just want so badly to break three hours at Run the Bluegrass. So fingers crossed that'll happen. I admire your determination to keep going back to run the bluegrass because if it was kicking, if I had a race that was kicking my butt like that, I don't know. Well, you know what? I do and I keep going back anyway. So I don't know what I'm talking about because I keep going back to <laughs> the Summerfest 10K. But that's, you know, that's half the distance of what you got, Katie. Yeah. Well, like I said, the the scenery of that race makes all the difference. It is the most beautiful race that I've ever done. I've never seen more people just stop along the side of the road to take the picture of the scenery, not even themselves in front of mile markers. It's just, you know, you're running down the road and there are horses running along beside you. It's just really, really beautiful. And it's fun for me to do the Kentucky Half Classic since they've added that two years ago. Mm -hmm. So since I have 
been participating in that since its inception, I want to keep going as long as I can. Yeah. So um, I did it the first year, I did it last year, and this will be the third year that I have done the Kentucky Half Classic, which is Run the Bluegrass and the Kentucky Derby Mini. So looking forward to that. Katie, you're going to be one of those little ladies who's like still running the Kentucky Half Classic like years from now. And you're going to be like, I was there at the very first one. Let's hope so. That would be awesome. I would love to be able to do that. Keep running until you're like 85 or something like the oh, little man. old ladies in New York. I don't know. if you, Where are you going to put all that bling? Well, you know what? That was the thing. I was looking in my classroom the other day and I was like, I need to get a new bulletin board because <laughs> I'm running out of room for my medals. Especially the the Run the Beach series that I did in North Carolina. Those things are oh, ginormo. Yeah. So I need to get another space for them. Uh, but anyway, I want to get sub three at Run the Bluegrass. Awesome. Thirdly, I want to do better with my time management. I, I'm organized. I'm probably a little OCD when it comes to organization. I color code my life planner, that kind of deal. But I just felt in this past year that I took so much on. I had so much on my plate during certain times of the year that it was almost overwhelming. And organized or not, you always see things that maybe you could do a little better. So starting out this year, I printed off, it was super simple. I just like three columns on a page and labeled them January, February, March, April, May, June, so on and so forth. And so on this giant sheet of paper, I just have three months and I wrote down on each of those sheets the big major things that I had coming up in each of the months. So if it was a race I was wanting to do, I added that. If it was having to file your taxes, I added that. If it was a long weekend, I added that. Competitions conferences for work put those on there any kind of dues like for the half fanatics or things like that added those so big picture I can see exactly what I've got to do throughout the year well in advance now of course there's always going to be things that pop up I get that but the more prepared I can be for the stuff that I know is going to happen the better I'm going to feel about it Clearly, that's common sense, right? But it just helps me to have it down and visually be able to look at it very quickly and know well in advance what's coming up. Right. So in doing that, it's going to allow me to make more time for running and training. You know, like I said, I set up this training plan before I got back into South Carolina and before break was over. So I knew what day it was starting. I knew what days I had to do how many miles and I can kind of plan accordingly. I've got it straight in my phone. I don't have to go and find a printed piece of paper or look it up in my life planner if I'm not near my life planner. It's all right there on my phone, and it just makes it easy. So I'm going to try very, very hard to manage my time more wisely. You know, I can't always control what I have to do as far as work is concerned or, or family obligations, friend obligations, that kind of stuff. But if it's managed, it's doable. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, okay. uh-huh. If you know what the plan is for the week, then you can know when you're going to run. Yeah, and even if something pops up in the middle of it, then I already see exactly where I've got everything yeah. planned out, and I can try to figure out where that unknown fits in best. Absolutely. So that's the game plan anyway. Um, focus more on enjoyment 
than time for most races. This is something that I'm changing this year. You know, you might have noticed at the start of the show, the intro has now changed a little bit. If you've been listening for the previous seasons, that's because I no longer want to focus on a 30-minute 5K. I think I wanted that for the past two years, and it was one thing after another, and yada, yada, yada. I just said, you know what? No. Don't worry about that kind of stuff because when you were just running to run and have fun and enjoy it, that's when you were cranking out your best times because I got out there and ran more. And when you said that to Megan earlier, it I'm thinking, yeah, that's what I've told myself. I was out there running more. Your times were faster. So it just comes with it. And I don't want to... I don't want to have that hanging over my head this year. I want to just get out there and run for the enjoyment of running, not necessarily the time goal, with the exception of run the bluegrass. And then lastly, this isn't running focused, but it definitely affects running, better sleep habits. I got a Fitbit for Christmas. It's the Fitbit Charge HR, so it keeps track of your heart rate, but it also does things like sleep patterns and and steps, of course. You can track your calorie intake, and it's really interesting. I'm kind of a geek if you hadn't picked that up, and I love to look at the data that it gives you. Um, Same thing with the Jabra headphones. It's really cool to look at the data and your heart rate and, and that kind of stuff, but my sleep habits are awful especially when I have a really hectic, stressful week like this week has been. You know, I got back into South Carolina, had a day of work that was normal. The next day I was there for 13 hours for mock trial practice and then getting stuff ready for a substitute to come in. And then I was out of town for the remaining remaining three days. And I got four hours or less of sleep for those three nights just because I was so busy doing stuff and I felt like absolute crap hey yeah well I you don't have enough hours in the day sometimes when I was out of town yeah for this work conference and working with these kids and it was just like I said it was awful I felt like absolute crap and when we got back into town Friday I was a complete mess because my brain was just a fog I can't function like that anymore I might have been able to in undergrad but I cannot do that anymore so I want to make sleep a priority and if that means going to bed before everything is done I'm going to do it because I need to feel good enough to finish everything in the time that I have rather than sacrificing sleep and doing things halfway Mm. you know I think that's great. Yeah. So sleep is a priority. That's really great. Um, I think that's the number one thing to lower our stress or or increase our ability to deal with stress is being well-rested. And it keeps you from getting sick. It keeps your mood up. I mean, it does so much for you. It helps you for recovery, hard workouts, or just from life. So that's that's really great. I'm glad that you're going to focus on that. It's important. Yeah, that's the thing. It does really affect so many facets of your life every day. So I want to make that a priority this year. And so far, aside from the work conference, we're doing okay. I aim for those eight hours every night. And I love it when I get my, I'm like a little kid. Like, give me my sticker, Fitbit. Tell me. <laughs> so that's that's my five overall goals for 2016. You know, I'm glad that you're doing the um, race a month thing again, too, because I know when you first started doing that, like that inspired me and Megan to, you know, to run races more often as well. 
And, um, you know, I, I don't do that anymore because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to set challenges for myself that will get it in the way of bigger goals. So that'll come back to what I have to talk about. But I think that it's, it's super cool to race as often as you, as you can. And it fits in your life and your, and your training and all that, because for me, that's why I do it. I do all this training so I can have a great race on race day and, and, and just, you know, for the experience, for experiencing a new place or, you know, getting the medal or whatever and, and meeting new people. So I'm really happy to see that you brought that one back. So awesome. Um, I have some goals. All right. In comparison, mine's going to sound a little superficial because most of mine are time goals. So I apologize in advance, but I have time goals because uh, that's what I focus on in running. And I'm sorry if not everybody is running for time, but... (laughs) I feel like this is directed at me. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I just, I worry a little bit that people might think that I'm too focused on time, but that's why I want to do it because I want to get faster. So anyway... So my first few goals are time goals. The first one is running a half marathon under two hours. I got really close to that this year, and I'm sure, I'm sure I will do it this year, 2016. I'm pretty sure. So that's a big one, and um, that's actually my highest priority goal, and I'm, and I'm sure that I will do it. Second would be, because of that last 5K that I ran, it was a short course, I really want to get under 25 minutes. I still have to get under 26 minutes first officially, um, but that I, I feel like I, I did, even if it wasn't the full distance. Like I know that one's a given. So I figure by the summer, maybe by the fall, I can get under 25, maybe. That one's a stretch. Third would be running a full marathon under four hours, 30 minutes, because uh, I just feel like that's the next logical step. My second one was 437, and so now I want to beat that 430 because it's a nice even number, I guess. And then for the year, I have a mileage goal. This past year, I believe, I, I, you know, I didn't listen to last year's resolution show before doing this one, which I should have, but I believe my resolutions were to recover from injury and to run the tri- triathlon, which I did both, which is great. Mm-hmm. But after I accomplished that, I also set aside a mileage goal later on of getting to a thousand miles for the year, which I did, which is awesome. Um, because I think my previous best was about, I, I want to say it was like 800. So I got 1000 for 2015. So for 2016, my goal was 1200. And I think I could even go higher than that, but I want to be conservative. And I think that's a nice even number because it averages out to about 100 miles per month. And I can do that because it's just 25 miles per week. <laughs> I laugh because it's funny. That, that's, that seems easy to me now. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> With training for two marathons, the miles add up, and, and I'm sure I could do that. So 1,200 right. miles is a nice conservative increase from last year. But I also want to keep, and I'm getting ahead of myself, because I want to keep things in perspective because certain goals have higher priorities than other goals. We were talking earlier about how you want to go bigger. You know, once you accomplish a goal, you want to do something that scares you. And so after running my second marathon, I was like, well, what do I do now? I can either go 
longer and do an ultra marathon or I could do faster, do a faster marathon. But for me, I couldn't commit to an ultra marathon, not because I was afraid to run longer, but because most ultras are run on trails and I I'm afraid to run on trails by myself and I don't have, I guess I feel like I would need a consistent running partner or like a running group or something on trails to commit to an ultra. So that I'm putting on the back burner. (laughs) So coming back to the time thing, I think just to run another marathon in a faster time isn't as exciting to me now because I've done a couple, which is still ridiculous because the marathon is extremely hard and the last one was brutal, but I still want a bigger challenge. So my new goal is qualifying for Boston, but not this year because that's ridiculous. I have like over an hour I would have to cut off my time, well over an hour. So I gave myself a time goal of qualifying for Boston by the end of 2020. And that's because at the end, in September of 2020, I turned 40. (laughs) So that would put me into a new um, age category and different qualifying standard. So... You know, if I don't qualify for it by then, then I still have those last three months maybe to qualify. <laughs> I don't know. It just made sense to me. And, and, and it gives me a reason to look forward to turning 40, <laughs> which isn't that far away. Yeah. So I realize this isn't really affecting me this year so much, except that having this bigger goal of qualifying for Boston in, you know, four or five years or whatever is going to give me a reason to focus on the big picture and not just on this week's training and this race and this marathon or this training cycle, like what's going to keep me healthy in the long run? What's going to help me to keep improving? Because, you know, the setback that I had last year when I was out for almost six months of very, very little running, I don't want to have to deal with that again. So basically the issue that I, I was talking about at the beginning of the show where I have these little little issues that have been bothering me. Nothing that affected my running at all, just just to get that out of the way. I was able to run through all of it. It wasn't painful at all during my run, didn't alter my stride. It's more like these things are bothering me and if I'm going to start training for another marathon, I want to have them resolved because I don't want something little to turn into something big. So basically using this big goal of qualifying for Boston as keeping things in perspective and focusing on the big picture. So that right. is my new goal. That's that's my aim from now on. And uh, and then there was one more goal. And that is I want to do another swim race. You know, I really loved the triathlon last year. But I, I don't really care to come back to biking because of the issues that I had with my butt. But I love the swimming. And so I found a, I found a mile swim race in June. It's actually an aquathlon, which means it's swimming and running. So I could do either just the swim or the swim and the run. But I swam a mile once in training at the pool, but I've never done an open water swim for a mile distance. Like that's a crazy long distance to me. So I think that would be a really huge goal for me to go after this year. And it's also something that I could do that would supplement my aerobic conditioning for running, but with without the impact. So great source of cross training. And um, if I'm for whatever reason feeling like, you know, I shouldn't run today or whatever, I can still get in a great aerobic workout by going to the pool and getting in a swim. So that'll be something, uh, a race that I'm planning to do during the summer. 
which will be good because I won't be training for a marathon at that time. But yeah, I just think that that's exciting because it's also something new that I, that I can do. And I mean, kind of new. <laughs> so those are my goals for 2016. And after hearing what you girls had to say and getting mine out there, I'm just, you know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm really excited. I think this is going to be an awesome year. And the Olympics are back. <laughs> so great year for athletics. All right. Are you girls ready to talk about our Run A Girl recommends? Yes. Yes. So, Katie, what is your recommend this week? All right. My recommend ties in with what we've kind of been alluding to the whole show. I wasn't trying to keep it a secret or anything. Just, you know, build up to the recommend section. So, my recommend is the My Asics Run app. It's available on both Google Play and the Apple Store. And for the training plan, which I'm using, uh, you enter a goal race or date, like I mentioned earlier, and a goal time automatically constructs everything for you. The interface is super easy to use. The website also has a nice layout. So if you're somebody who likes to see it on a bigger screen and not just your cell phone, the accounts are linked. So you can look at them in both places. And two, if you like to use a Garmin or the TomTom, that kind of thing, then you can import runs from several different sources or very easily log them manually if you don't want to use the MyASICS app to track your running distance and speed, which I don't use it to do that. I, I like my Nike Plus running app. So I'll look at that. And then, of course, I've got the data coming in now from the headphones and from Fitbit and so I can plug in like my average heart rate that kind of thing all within the my ASICs run app and it keeps it all nice in one little place the app the calendar everything's right there and again being a visual person liking to see everything laid out in front of me when you look at your training plan and you enter that you've done it it scratches it off and it feels so good to mark <laughs> things off lists so um if this sounds like something that you're interested in definitely check it out it's the my asics run app can you put in your own training plans or is it only their training plans? I have no idea. I've only used their training plans. I would think that there would be some way to, you know, log ahead of time what you want to do. But it is really nice because once that plan is entered, then it breaks down not only how you're doing it staying on the plan, but then also like where is your pace at according to what the plan says? Mm. Well, you know, what are your miles every week according to what the plan says? So it's pretty cool. I like it so far. Of course, I'm only two runs in, um, but I've got eight miles out of my 262 for the plan. So awesome. looking forward to it. I'll keep you all updated. <laughs> it sounds cool. And looking at the website, I'm like, this looks cool. I want to try it. I'm not ready to part with my own training plan yet because it's working right. so well. Um, sure. But yeah, maybe I'll give it a try and see what I can, uh, what I can do with it. So yeah, great recommend. All right, Megan, what's your recommend? My recommend is a tracking website I have to admit I have kind of stopped using daily mile because it does not sync with my Garmin mm -hmm. I can't get it it they stopped functionality for syncing with Garmin what it's every time I need to import a run from my watch I have to 
upload it in Garmin, go to Garmin Connect, download the file, and then go back to Daily Mile and upload it. And, well, I'm lazy. <laughs> so, um, I found out this website called Smash Run, where you can upload from, like, Strava and Nike Run Plus and my Garmin and a couple other ones. And it gives you a bunch of data about your runs, and it looks really pretty. And we all know that really matters. And um, you can add friends and stuff like other websites. But I like it because it kind of breaks down um, how many miles I've run, what my average pace is. And Daily Mile has all this data. They just don't always let you see it. Like I've found that it's hard to do like a yearly overview with my data for Daily Mile. Sometimes it'll only let me see, like, the past three months. Well, that's great, but it's not what I want. Right. And I can choose my color scheme on this one. So I, of course, chose pink. These are the things that get you excited. Um, it's got a bunch of, like, it graphs data as plot points for you. So you can see, like, your general trend across distances and pace. It keeps track of your run streaks. It tells me how often I run at a certain time of day. Like, right now, it's telling me I've run once at 2 a.m. and once at 1 p.m. <laughs> once at 2 a.m.? That was that in the morning, the midnight race. Ugh. And then I ran a Sunday at 1 p.m. Or, like, the average time would be 2 a.m. because I ran at midnight and 5 a.m., I think. So that's where it's, you know, pulling its data from. <laughs> so I averagely run at 2 a.m. in the morning. With stuff <laughs> like that, with more data, you know, is cool. And um, it can show me how many days out of a month I've run, and it keeps PRs for me. And I can divide it up by years or all time. So that's really cool. And it has, like, a goal, and it keeps track of how many miles I've run. So I put in my 650 miles, and it tells me right now that I've run seven. So do you use the website or an app? It's a website. I don't know if they have an app. It's a fairly new website. Like, they're still in their... um, if you pay for Pro right now, which is only $30 a year, you end up becoming like what's called a founder because they're that new. Oh, wow. Yeah. Become a founding member. Wow. And it's cool because you can earn badges, kind of like Fitbit does. Yeah. But these are running specific ones. And you can enter in anything if you, like I sometimes do treadmill runs that I don't really keep track of on my Garmin. Although my new one can, I found out. So I'll have to try that one out. But um, you can do that too and enter in other runs. I just really like that I can just sync from my watch to a website without having to go through more steps than I think are necessary. Yeah. My TomTom watch uploads to like a bunch of different websites automatically. Like I got it set up so it'll upload to Map My Run and Strava and Nike Plus but won't upload to Daily Mile, and neither does the Garmin. The Garmin doesn't upload to anything. I have to, like, import all that. Um, so I just type in all my runs manually into Daily Mile, which doesn't, you know, doesn't seem to take too long for me. But, um, but I don't get all of the analytical data that you would get from syncing all of the data from the watch, which yeah. is what I see that you get from Smash Run. Mm-hmm. And I have started using a heart rate strap too because I pulled one out that I've had that I just never bothered to use and so it keeps track of that data for me somewhere 
I'm not as much about the numbers as you, Sue, for time, but I am about the data. And I like being able to break it apart and see different, just different things. Like it tells me how how many average days I run per week, my average run length, stuff like that. That's cool. It tells me I least often run on Tuesdays. (laughs) Just a bunch of stuff that I find interesting. That's really cool. Um, I wouldn't see that's kind of stuff that I would like to know. I mean, it may or may not be useful, but still, like, I want to know everything I possibly can because you never know what's going to clue you into something that you're doing right or wrong or, or you know, whatever, or just you find interesting. So that's a great recommend, Smash Run. I'll have to check that out. My recommend goes back to my love of planning that uh, Katie and I share, and Megan, you do too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're coming to the end of 2015. I was trying to decide what I was going to do for a planner for next year because I didn't quite have the money to spend on another Aaron Condren life planner. And so I saw on Reddit, someone mentioned this thing about bullet journal. And so I looked it up and basically it's just taking a notebook and turning it into a planner. And it sounds so basic and like obvious and like how are you going to manage your time with that I guess but there's a system to it and there are a lot of ways that you can modify it because I mean basically it's a blank canvas you can do whatever you want so um, apparently there are subreddits and Facebook groups and everything devoted to the bullet journal and now I am one of them and I bought a um, notebook which I love And I am loving using the bullet journal. Way cheaper than going out and buying a fancy planner. I can decorate it any way that I want to. And I've actually been using it so much that I've been keeping on track with a lot of things. So I, in addition to all the running goals that I set, um, I've set other stupid, not stupid. Some of them are stupid. Some of them are less stupid. But some like, I want to try to watch a movie every day this year. So there's one page where I'm crossing off every day that I watch a movie or every movie that I watch. And we're on January 10th and I've already watched 13 movies. So I'm ahead by three. (laughs) So it's just little things like that where you can keep track of whatever you want to and you can lay it out any way you want to. And I've been having a lot of fun getting ideas from other people of ways that you can organize your week on the page in a way that makes sense and I've been super productive like I my only goal for today was to start filing my taxes and I sat down and I did it and I got it done in less than an hour and I was like wow I just filed my taxes cross that off (laughs) for the day that was supposed to take me like a week to do you know I like writing things down and crossing them off like you girls do and um it just kept me super disciplined in every single thing that I've tried to do so far I'm I'm on track with. As far as running goes, I know I have a page in there with my marathon training plan, but I've just been crossing off each day that I haven't been running like, oh, didn't run today, check that off. (laughs) Because that was my plan for right now is is to not run and to rest. So anyway, bullet journal is basically taking a notebook and turning it into a planner and it's super easy and genius and inexpensive and anybody can do it. And um, it's a system that's working for me so far. But you know what's cool? I just 
in discovering um, the bullet journal and wanting to get more supplies, I went to Staples. And you know what I found that apparently I didn't know is that they now sell Aaron Condren products at Staples. At certain ones they do. Yeah, not everyone, but certain ones. Okay, well, I didn't know any of this. So I walked into Staples and I'm like, holy crap, that's Aaron Condren. They had life planners <laughs> for $40. And I was like, what? And I'm there buying stuff for my bullet journal. And I'm like, I'm cheating on Aaron Condren. But then I had to buy a few accessories anyway, because, you know, I need the pen holder to go in my bullet journal. So, sure. So anyway, I think whatever your planner needs, there's a planner out there for you if you, <laughs> if you search hard enough. So I'm liking this because it's super simple. So Sue, request slash question. Sure. I know you're semi kind of blogging again. When the mood strikes you. Blogging. Okay, yes, semi, as in like once a year. <laughs> yes. You've done two, because that's where I read about your Boston goals. Okay, yes. Um, could you post pictures, like do a blog post about your bullet journal and how you use it? Yes, but mine isn't as pretty as some others. I would Who definitely cares? recommend going to Boho Berry on Instagram, B-O-H-O Barry on Instagram, because she has the prettiest bullet journal ever. <laughs> okay, see, that's the thing, but I want to see how you do it. Okay, I will take, I was actually taking pictures of my <laughs> bullet journal tonight because I'm such a dork, and Jeff walked in and he's like looking at me, I'm like, what are you looking at? <laughs> like, don't look at me, don't look at what I'm doing. Marshall does that every time when I'm like <laughs> taking selfies. He's like, why are you selfieing? I'm like, because I want to, okay? Stop looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I see the thing is my um because it's still so early in the year and I'm still deciding I guess how I want to use it and customize it. I've gone through different variations of like my weekly pages and my daily pages and whatnot. But I will show you um I'll take pictures of what I have so far so you can you can see. Okay, what notebook are you using? I'm using the um moleskin. Is it moleskin oh, or moleskin? Yep. Did you know. do the gridded one or what? Yeah, it's the uh graph paper one. Okay. That's, I have a couple of those that I wanted to use for bullet journaling because yeah. I've looked into it for a while too. And I just never got the, I never did it. Yeah. And actually I have a planner right now that goes through July that I haven't really been using. So that's the thing when you're starting out with a blank notebook, it's kind of like, where do I start? You know? So I think that's why I'm just kind of like trying out everything to see what I like and what I'm going to stick with. And maybe I won't stick with it at all, but right now I'm liking it. All right. So that is my recommend for this week, bullet journal for your planning needs. All right. Up next, we have run a girl of the week. All right, Megan, who is our run a girl of the week this week? Our run a girl of the week is Jean and she ran at the Platte river trail nine miles and she says, flew by, great run in the cold-ish. <laughs> and one, I think that's how a lot of us are feeling this winter with the cold-ish. Yeah. <laughs> because it has only been cold-ish for a lot of us. And getting out there for nine miles at all is really awesome because I can't remember the last time I ran over four. Well, I can. It, it was just in November. <laughs> so yeah yay Jean for running long distances 
in the cold-ish. Ish. That's awesome that she got out there in, in the cold-ish. Because I'm not. <laughs> Great job, Jean. Nine miles. And just a reminder, we choose our Runner Girl of the Week from our Daily Mile feed. So if you'd like to friend us on Daily Mile and possibly be a future Runner Girl or guy, all of our Daily Mile links are in the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com or follow Megan on Smash Run. Is yeah. that a thing? <laughs> we can make it a thing. Okay. And if you would like to share a run with us, you can call the Runner Girls hotline number 207-200-3297. We got a couple calls lined up ready to go for our next hotline episode. So if you call in, you can be on that episode. So I think that's it for this week. A uh, quote that I have that kind of worked for me right now is from someone named Berna Joy Val, and she says, giving up on your goal because of one setback is like slashing your other three tires because you got one flat. So if you think about it, it really doesn't make much sense. Just because you screwed up once doesn't mean that you're completely done. You can get back up and keep trying. So um, I really like that because I, I think it helps to put things in perspective, which I like. Yes. And I'm, I'm feeling that right now because I'm, I guess, probably because I'm not running, that I'm just like, you know, I'm not giving up on my goal. I'm not running because of my goal. And so I'm just keeping that in mind. So that was, uh, that was my inspiration for this week. Nice. All right, Katie, you want to close this out? That is it for episode one of season four. Join us next time when we will share some tips on sticking to these New Year's resolutions. If you have any comments, email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, call the hotline at 207-200-3297, listen to us at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.